Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we look at a Pittsburgh sandwich. This is a Pittsburgh sandwich. This sandwich is called the Devonshire, or the Devonshire sandwich. I'd heard of the Devonshire sandwich before, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, I hadn't seen it in a restaurant. I hadn't seen it anywhere, but I had heard of it. So here comes an article from Pittsburgh Magazine about the Devonshire sandwich with a little bit of history about it. I thought, oh, this would make a good podcast because apparently the Devonshire sandwich is regaining popularity. This sandwich was popular in the 60s and 70s all over Pittsburgh, probably even before that too, but it really kind of peaked in its popularity then. And it was apparently developed, thought of, invented, created by Frank Blandy at his Park Shenley restaurant in Pittsburgh. And he named it after a street, which oddly enough, okay, I'm just going to give you this tip. Devonshire Street is a really great street to park on if you ever have to park somewhere in Oakland. Okay? Just a, that's a little side tip. <laughs> so it's named after Devonshire Street, and he liked the name of the street, and he thought it sounded classy, so he picked that for the name of his sandwich, um, which it is a pretty street. It has some really pretty old houses on it. It is a very classy street. Oh, it is a classy street. With plenty of room for parking. Plenty of room. <laughs> so it runs parallel to Neville Street. There's a long story of why we know this, so we'll just leave that out for now. <laughs> Note, there's nowhere to park in Oakland. Okay, that's it. So, um, anyway, a lot of people think that the Devonshire sandwich was a takeoff or a knockoff on the hot brown sandwich, which was popular in Louisville uh, in the beginning of the uh, 19th century or the 1900s. Is that right? 19th century, 1900s. I'm not sure. It's always confusing. 19th century is the 1800s. Okay, never mind. It, it was the 20th this century. This is the 21st century. Oh, that's so confusing. <sighs> Just say 1900s. Anyway, it was very popular in the beginning of the, uh, in the, in the 1920s. Let's say it like that. Okay. <laughs> And people went to the Brown Hotel in Louisville and had this hot brown sandwich, which was kind of a similar thing to the Devonshire. It was a hot sandwich with gravy and um, cheese and, and, you know, just a special kind of a treat. Savory, hot treat. In western Pennsylvania and in a lot of rural communities all around the country, hot sandwiches are very popular. So you might get a hot turkey sandwich or a hot roast beef sandwich, which is basically uh, sliced turkey or sliced roast beef in two pieces of regular plain old white bread with gravy over the top, mashed potatoes on the side. So the bread gets kind of soggy and gooey and the meat's real hot and, you know, they're good. They're good like diner food, okay? Uh, the Devonshire takes that up a notch. So what you have with the Devonshire sandwich is you have uh, toast points, you have beautiful bechamel sauce, you have oven-roasted turkey breast like a real turkey breast, not lunch meat, bacon, and it's just an incredibly good combination. Um, the really, I guess you would have to say the epitome of a Devonshire sandwich would be using a really good bakery bread, like uh, what you call a daily bread, which is a heavier, it's a heavier bread than say like an Italian white bread or even some of the sourdough breads. It's, it's kind of a heavier, it has bulk to the bread so that when you toast it and put something on it, it doesn't get soggy. It holds up well. So like a dense bread? Yeah, a more dense kind of a bread. 
And the Devonshire sandwich has a couple of components, but the great thing about it is it's the sort of a sandwich in a restaurant that you could throw together quickly because you would have your hot turkey sliced, you would have your bechamel hot, you would have your bacon fried already, you would have everything prepped, your cheese grated, and you just basically, it's an assemblage type of a sandwich. Okay, so it could be put together really quickly, which is um, one of those beautiful things about diner food. It's it's hot and delicious, but it's something that can go together pretty quick. It's not something that somebody's actually back there cooking at the time. So I know a lot of places around the city are serving this sandwich now. And um, what I'm hearing, what the rumors are, is they're they're using turkey lunch meat, um, which is a no-no in this sandwich. And I heard they're also not using really good bread for it. So it gets kind of soggy and the turkey lunch meat doesn't have the flavor that you'd get. So I'm going to give you a recipe for the sandwich. I made them I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm going to give you the recipe for it. And I think you'll find that this is probably close to what you would have had back in the old days with the sandwich, which was why it was such a big deal in the city. It was um, everybody wanted to have a Devonshire sandwich. Now, you think now in our time, Permanis is the hot thing. Everybody wants to have a Permanis. Uh, Permanis has a lot of different sandwiches. It's sort of like a style of sandwich, which is basically it's on real nice thick Italian bread. You have whatever sort of uh, meat or protein you're having on it with coleslaw and French fries all together on there, all in one sandwich. And that's a really, you know, that's a that's a Pittsburgh sandwich. It was uh, created in Pittsburgh also. But this sandwich probably is a contemporary of that sandwich on the other side of town. I don't want to say it predates it. It's just different. The Permani sandwich was intended to be your whole meal taken with you on the road, and it was specifically designed for truckers, delivery people coming into the produce terminal in Pittsburgh, and it was a little, uh, and, and the, the original Permanis is actually still there, and if you go into it, you'll see what it is. It's just a little sort of a diner place with a big, long stainless steel bar in there, and you just go up and get your food, you know, and the beauty of the sandwich, they have other things other than the sandwich. The beauty of the sandwich is It came made on a piece of wax paper. You could wrap it right up in the wax paper, go jump back in your truck, and just drive while you ate it, which you cannot do with the Devonshire sandwich. That would be physically impossible. So the Devonshire is a classier meal-type sandwich. It's your whole meal in one, sort of, and it's a lovely thing. It's a delicious, lovely combination of foods and flavors, and it's. I thought it was very good. We actually enjoyed them for about two days because you have all the components there and you can just, you know, heat everything up and make a sandwich and it was really good. So, so here's what you need to make a Devonshire sandwich. So here's what you need to make a Devonshire sandwich. First, you need roast turkey. Obviously, a great time to make these would be right around Thanksgiving with your leftover turkey. However, if you want to make it any time, I roasted just a turkey breast that I purchased at the grocery store. I roasted it in a crock pot and made the sandwich from that. So you could have uh, plan on having roast turkey one night and use the leftovers for your sandwich or plan on having Devonshire sandwiches and use that. Another thing you could do is cheat. And a lot of stores, grocery stores particularly, sell a pre-roasted turkey breast that you can get in their deli department. It is actually a whole turkey breast that is pre-roasted and you take it home hot for a hot meal. So you could use that. I will allow that. However, like I said, you can just get a turkey breast and roast it in a crock pot. So that's what I did there. 
bacon. You want your bacon to be good quality, thick cut bacon. You want it to be cooked crisp, but not hard. So uh, I think I've given this tip a couple times in, in other podcasts. I do my bacon in the oven. Uh, 375 for about 20 to 25 minutes. Usually just keep an eye on it and you'll see when it's right. And what you want it to be doing is kind of like frying in its own grease. And you'll see that the bacon is nice and crispy and not limp, but not burned black either. So you can do your bacon and drain it and have that all ready to go. Okay. Next, you need a good hearty bread. Uh, day old is good, so it doesn't get mushy, but it, yet it soaks up the sauce. So that's a good thing to use. I used a bread called Pan Torino. I purchased it at Aldi. It's a sort of an artisanal Italian-style bread, so it's not real soft and squishy. It's dense, kind of a sourdough. Uh, it works great for toast, so that's what I used for my toast points. A good bowl, sliced thick, would work really well here, or even a slightly stale baguette would work just fine for this. Uh, baguettes make good toast points, too. So I'm going to give you the recipes as we go along here, but here's your assemblage. You need one recipe of the Devonshire bechamel sauce. You need your turkey roasted. You need your bacon cooked and crisp, and you need your bread. These are This is your prep here, okay? Now, to make the bechamel, you need two tablespoons of butter, and you want to melt the butter in a heavy-bottomed, one or two quart saucepan. So nice heavy bottom so it doesn't burn. Two tablespoons of flour and you're going to whisk that into the melted butter until it's really well blended but not browned. Then you're going to add one cup of hot milk. Whole milk works the best so I would recommend using whole milk for this. And you're going to whisk that really well and let it cook for about five minutes until it starts to thicken. So basically, you know, bechamel is like a white sauce here. So basically you're making white sauce. But... For this, you're also going to whisk in about a half a cup of your turkey juice from roasting your turkey, okay? So if you if you say, oh, I'm going to make these after Thanksgiving with my leftover turkey, remember to save some juice. If you roast your own turkey yourself, save some juice out of it. You only need a half a cup, so it's not, you know, not a ton of turkey juice. But that's what you want to use. You want to use that turkey juice in your bechamel. After you blend that in, you're going to add a half a cup of shredded cheddar cheese and stir that and remove it from the heat and stir it up until it's nice and smooth looking. This is the bechamel that's going to go on the sandwich, okay? What makes it different from other sorts of sauces like this is, number one, it has broth in it, but the broth is that turkey broth that you saved, okay? Bechamel typically doesn't have... Uh, broth in it. It can have cheese in it, but typically not uh, not the broth. So there's your sauce. Now you've got your bacon ready to go and drained. You've got your turkey ready to go and you're onto your bread now. And you're, what you can do with your turkey, once your turkey is roasted, you can take it out and slice it down and then put it back in the juice in your crock pot to keep it warm. You're Now, now you're a line cook. <laughs> you've just turned into a line cook. So what you want to do now is you're going to toast your bread and then butter it and put it on an oven-proof dish just to set it in there to keep it warm if you're going to make a few sandwiches. If you're only making one for yourself and you don't care about anybody else, you don't have to keep it warm in the oven. But it's kind of handy. Um, I like to keep a baking sheet in the oven when I'm doing something like this, and I'll get my toast going, and I'll just... Set it right in on the baking sheet. So toast your bread, butter it, 
hold it on your baking sheet in a warm oven. Now you're ready to assemble your sandwich. Here we go. You're going to get a nice oven-proof plate for each person who's having a sandwich. Now you're going to get your toast, and you're going to cut it diagonally so it's pointy, because it's going to be toast points. Mine was big, so I cut it into four, so I had four triangles, all right? Take your toast and put it on the plate like together, but it's cut up, okay? So your toast is on your plate in the center, laid out just like a piece of toast, but it's not connected. Sort of like a jigsaw puzzle of toast. Now, you're going to, on top of your toast, you're going to put a little bit of bacon. Then you're going to put your turkey slices on. You're going to pour the bechamel over the top of that. And then you're going to sprinkle a little bit of shredded cheddar cheese on top of the bechamel. And then crisscross two strips of bacon on top of that. Got it? Then you're going to put that under your broiler for about two minutes until it gets a little bit of bubbly and brown. So you can watch that while you put that under your broiler. If you've never broiled something like this before, you're going to turn your broiler on, on your oven, and just leave your oven door shut until you're ready, which will make your oven very hot. Okay? And just slide it in there on the second notch down in your oven. So put your top rack on the second notch down from the top, Slide your plate onto there and just let the oven broil it, okay? And it will just get nice and bubbly and brown and your bacon will bubble up a little bit too. And it um, will warm it throughout really, but what you really want to do is melt that cheese on the top and get it all nice and browned and bubbly. And then you're ready to serve. You can also add a slice of tomato on top of this. That's not in the original recipe, but it does come in some of the recipes, the slice of tomato, and it's very good with that slice of tomato. We did both ways, and we liked it. So that is your Devonshire sandwich. It's very impressive. One nice thing about this, if you wanted to have a few people over and have these sandwiches for dinner, it's an easy dinner to prep in advance, number one. And number two, you can make a lot of sandwiches with it. You could probably, out of, if you got a small turkey breast um, and roasted it yourself and prepped everything, you could probably get like 10 or 12 sandwiches out of this. So it would feed a group of people. Pretty easy to put together. The main thing is the assembling, you know, getting your toast all going at the same time and all that kind of thing. But the main thing is the assembling. But this is a really good sandwich, which is why I wanted to do a podcast about it because I, I kind of I've heard a couple people, um, a few reviews of them around town. They're kind of getting a bad rap because they're not um, up to par so to speak. So remember now, this sandwich was a very high-class treat in a restaurant. This is something that you went out specifically to get this sandwich. So this was special, which is why you don't want to use turkey lunch meat in it. <laughs> so I'd say give it a try. I highly recommend it. It was I thought it was really good. Uh, the flavors, the combination of flavors is amazing. The bechamel with the turkey juice in it, it's, it's just so good. It just really... I don't know. It just gives it something. It's a very good sandwich. So if you get a chance, give it a try. And as usual, we'll have the recipes up on our Facebook page and on our website soon so that you can have the recipe to go off of. But you'll also be able to take it down if you can write quickly and listen to my garbled speech on this podcast. So I hope you give it a try and let me know what you think of it when you do. And be sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse 
on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.